How do you measure yourself with other golfers? By height. It's a very, very special honor. I'm Paula Creamer, and you're listening to Golf Talk Live. Well, we're waiting. Hi, this is Martin Cove, a.k.a. John Kreese from Cobra Kai, and you're listening to Golf Talk Live. And welcome to another edition of the 19th Hall, brought to you by Golf Talk Live. I am Alan DePew, your co-host on this little journey around our golf course and hanging out here with our virtual beverages and hanging out with my co-host, Andrew DePew. What's going on, guys? It's, we're only... We're well, only I guess it would be guy because it's just, it's just dose. <laughs> we, we are we, only dose... Christian on assignment. Christian Azamus. Tony not, Leodora on assignment. Good. The good news is, though, it's not weird because we're having a drink together, so we're not drinking by ourselves. So at least we got that going for us. You know, We do have that going <laughs> for us. And uh, what is your selection tonight, uh, young man? Uh, water because I am down five pounds in the wedding cut diet. And, uh, yeah. There you go. I gotta I'll tell you what. I think we need to put. We keep talking about putting our scoreboard up. Maybe we need to put the weight, the uh, the Andrew Weight Watch Listen, before the wedding. I, I'm telling you, I've been doing the gym three days a week. The last two days we had off. I took the dog on about a mile long walk each day. Nice. Drinking nothing but big Yeti filled waters. So I'm I, I'm I'm looking good. It's it's a progress. It's a progress. There you go. It's all that matters. So, uh, Andrew, we had a lot of golf played in the Philadelphia. I don't know if this is a snow still covered Rochester in upstate New York. Uh, so we actually had uh, what we like to call in Western New York our first fake spring. Um, that's where you get 60 degree weather for like two, maybe three days, and then it goes back to snowing. So uh, it snowed for all of like 10 to 15 minutes. It was about 30 degrees outside today. So the dog walk was a little bit chillier, but uh, you can you can endure. Yeah, yeah. I, I at least had the sweater on, and, and I endured. Nice. So, uh, needless to say, and I'm I'm decked in green because you at the course realize, today we. You, I was going to say you do realize St. Patty's Day is in like three days, right? It's well, this is our St. Patty's Day show. Oh. Okay. St. Patty's Day is on Wednesday. The listeners will not hear for us. Well, we I mean, we, we at the course on Thursday. We at the course had our Shamrock shootout today. Good stuff. Great stuff, in fact. Had 92 players. Golf courses all throughout Philadelphia are now open, rocking and rolling. Did you have green beer? That's the real question. There might have been a couple of green beers poured, yes. Okay. Just a few. But I'll tell you, we're going to jump over because I'll tell you who's rocking all the time because it's a great property. Let's take a word from Bella Vista Golf Club, one of our sponsors. When it comes to great golf in Philadelphia's western suburbs, the conversation always turns to Bella Vista Golf Course. This must-play facility, designed by Jim Blaukovich, is known for its great layout and even greater conditions. It's also home to La Masseria, an elegant facility for weddings, banquets, and private parties. For more information, go to bellavistagc.com. And don't forget their sister courses, Mainland Golf Course in Harleysville and Morgan Hill in Easton. And we are back. Andrew, golf courses here in the Philadelphia area, as I said, they are rocking and rolling. Everybody's getting out to play. Beautiful weather. Going to turn a little cold next week, but hey, did a lot of rounds of golf this week. 
when you come down, Bella Vista is definitely on our places to play. I also took an opportunity this week. I hopped over into the putting corner. Spoke with our good friend, Dave Hamilton. Wait till you hear what he has to say about Bryson DeChambeau. He had the opportunity to meet a younger Bryson while down in Mississippi. Let's go. Let's listen to what Dave had to say. And we are once again in the putting corner, joined by Dave Hamilton. Dave, great to talk to you once again. Good to talk to you, Alan. So the rage on tour right now, I think everybody wants to talk about, is Bryson DeChambeau. And obviously, he he played extremely well down at the Arnold Palmer. But you have experience with Bryson well before that, sir. Yeah, it goes back. Probably when he, you know, when he was first, uh, he's playing at SMU, and he, you know, he started getting a little publicity. And the, the reason I was fascinated, but was the single length club because I, I've always enjoyed stuff like Mo, the Mo Norman story, where he had single length clubs, and I, I really went to Toronto just to learn to try to swing like he did. So I was fascinated by Bryson. So I went up and saw him in Memphis when he played in the FedEx. As a college student, followed him one hole there, and then had to come home. So, so I found out he's playing at Old Waverly, which is my home course in the Southern Amateur, and and I, so I went down there on a on a practice day just to uh, try to meet him and say hello. And I, I carried a T three putting arc with me. I was going to give to him, and so I went up on the fifteenth hole. He's on the green, and I I walked up to him, and he was real friendly. And I said, "Look, I'm Dave Hamilton. I wanted to give you this putting arc." and to take back with you and he was, he was real friendly he was real welcoming and I followed him around the rest of the day the last few holes there watching him play and then then I found he, he was saying uh, he, he had a pull cart no he, he couldn't even have a pull cart then he was carrying a bag and <laughs> he, was, he was saying he's uh, you know they wouldn't let him have pull carts so he finally talked him into having pull carts there and then so I and then he's saying how he has, he's staying in a condo and it's pretty expensive and he didn't have a he's he's still in his early twenties he couldn't even rent a car so he wouldn't so I finally I, I said look I, I got a friend that's got a condo you and your buddy can a guy named Austin Smotherman who's on the, I think the the corn ferry tour now doing fairly well but so I ended up he ended up staying in my friend's condo and I went and got my wife's car and he drove that around for a couple of days and then I came followed him. The last day of the tournament, and he was pulling the cart, and it was pretty hot, so I offered a caddy for him. So I think the last 12 holes, I followed him the whole way, and I caddied for him the last 12 holes, just pulled his cart. And he he played the back tees the whole way, really, right at the tips, and hit every green in, in that last day, and I think ended up finishing second or third or something. But he he played real well, and he, you know, he still had a chance in the last hole, and he was just grinding. You could tell the de- determination to try to win the tournament even – Still a couple shots behind, but it was just fascinating to 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 watch him play. And that was after he won the NCAAs, and that's right between before right. he played in the U.S. Amateur. So I, I watched him on TV when he when he won that, and he, he putted well. You know, he, he had a T three putting art at the time, and he he putted really well in the amateur, well enough to win it. So he's one of like what four players to win the NCAAs in the U.S. Amateur. So it's it sort of neat to get to meet him and. 
be with him you well, know, his, his, and watch how competitive he was. His, uh, that obviously a great story. You have many great stories every time we chat, but uh, his his putting stroke's a little more upright than, than the, the putting arc, but is that just his own little scientific? Uh, yeah, I think it is. It, it's his sort of a, the adaptation. It, it's, it's basically a pure putting arc stroke because he he's rotating uh, on a plane. It's just a little more upright plane than you learn with a putting arc just because He's a little bit taller, basically, and he he doesn't have a, you know, the the putters on the on the putting arc plane on the on the plane of the thing instead of the the, the lie angle of the putting arc of the putter. So it's more the putter's more upright, and he, he you know he leans it forward, so it's got a lot of loft on it. But he's he's got a lot of technology in, in the putter he's using, and and he made a pretty nice putt to win that tournament. So yeah, pretty neat. yeah, yeah, he did. The other big thing you've got going on, and we touched on it the last time we chatted, was you have a new book out, Ben Hogan's Secret Puzzle Revisited, and there's so many different com- – first of all, it's an easy read. So the other thing is, though, there's so many good nuggets of information in here, and I, I, I'll just even touch on a, a great one, why Ted Williams' baseball swing and Ben Hogan's swing had the same tempo and hand action. you got you got to tell the folks about that. Well, I, you know, I've – I've done a lot of reading, and VJ and I sort of co-wrote that first book 13 years ago or whatever, 15 years ago, and we did a lot of reading. But at one point, Ben Hogan was showing somebody how to swing a golf club, and he said, look, all you got to do, and he, he, t- he said he takes a three-iron out, and he starts swinging horizontal. And every time he swings, he moves the club down six inches until he's finally in a baseball position. He said... Then he swings it like a golf club. He said, "See, that's all you got to do. You just got to swing it like a baseball bat." And and to me, that's that's what he did, and what why his swing worked, and why and and the new book sort of shows a a new training aid that, that teaches you how to do this. This is why his release is basically in two components: it's a left arm rotation, and then a up and down like a chopping motion with both hands and the two are separate and he starts that release motion when he starts a downswing instead of waiting till you know his hand or the club heads a foot or two feet away from the ball so mechanically and from an engineering standpoint the reason he was, he was so much more accurate is because he did that rot- he went from an open club face to one square to the target line the 90 degree rotation and the entire time and, and distance of a downswing instead of the last foot or so, and that's just gives him a lot more accuracy and a lot more consistency. And that, that, I believe if you read about Nicholas and how he releases the club, I think that's what he's doing too. So here are two of the greatest ball strikers ever Absolutely. Sort of doing the same thing. And something you've never read about her. I mean, that when I first heard about this, I, I, it's something I'd never seen. I'm 78, and it's something I'd never seen in all my years of golf. So it's, it's pretty interesting, and we, we try to cover it in the book. So it's pretty fascinating. Well, we won't we won't disclose everything in the book, but it, I, found, <laughs> I found something that's ex, extremely interesting also is how a simple hula hoop and a yardstick will improve your transition move and we're going to let that we're going to let the listeners find out when themselves when they uh when they read it like i mentioned it's a very easy read but it uh it covers lots of things hogan's pivot uh his transition move it, it's it's a very good additional piece to some of the books you've already written yeah and i think it's pretty fascinating that here he's comparing his swing to you know, probably the greatest hitter in baseball, at least the last guy to hit 400. How many years ago was that? Yeah, was yeah. Long, because there were a lot of baseball players. So. 
without question. But I, the other thing, I mean, if you know, the listeners get on get on YouTube and look at Ted Williams swing and just see what a beautiful motion it is and what, what he what he does with a bat. And it, we sort of do a simulation of it in the book, but I'm not on <laughs> question Ted Williams. Well, I, the, the I, idea of doing it with a hula hoop. Is, well, as we as we said before, we went on. I'm heading down to the driving range here, and as soon as I get an opportunity, I'm going to put it to I'm going to put it to a field test. I absolutely will. Hey, Dave, how do people find the putting arc and information about your new book? Uh, it's on our website, theputtingarc.com, and 800 number you can call. We're working. Somebody will answer it all week, but we work Monday and Thursday in 800-898-0701, and I can answer any questions or we can get back with you if you can leave a message. So. Excellent. As always, my friend, thank you for your time. Always great to chat with Dave Hamilton. He is a wealth of knowledge. Bryson DeChambeau driving his car, staying in his friend's condo. And of course, and you can appreciate this, we've talked about it before, his new book out about the missing piece with Hogan's swing analysis. And I've been trying it out on the range. I've been trying to get, get prepared for when you and Christian come and we play, take our first golf trip. But Andrew, got to check it out. Yeah, I mean, always good to hear you get some good stories, but, you know, on the PGA Tour. And Dave's definitely got a few, just to say the least. Um, I don't know if your 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 swing tips are going to help your your overall game, but, you know, hey, if it, if it does, then maybe you'll actually be able to keep up with us young guns. So if I can hit it, if I can now get it to 230 versus from 225, like you say, I apparently hit it anymore. I'm all about that. It's a bunch. Sir? It's a bunted two thirty-five. You know, you may get it out there with some roll. I am deadly accurate anymore. That's all I'm going to say because I don't have enough swing speed to hit it out of my <laughs> shadow. I'll tell you who does have some swing speed. A lot of boys down in Ponte Vedra this week. Uh, yeah. Um, to say the least. I mean, there was some crazy lines taken over some certain trees on set 16th hole that uh, speaking of Bryson, I've never seen anybody be able to pull that off. Um, oh, that was that, that line he took here in the fourth round. Folks, yeah. we are recording on Sunday evening uh, for our Monday show. And that line he took was insane. I actually had on my show, show notes, even before we get to Bryson in the fourth round, we want to talk about distance. We want to talk about speed. How about Rory with his admission to, you know, or was he maybe playing it off that? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he. I think he's on. The one thing that I I like Rory about Rory the most as a fan, as also somebody who, I guess we can consider ourselves media because we we report the news of golf to an extent. Yeah, if if we can try our best, um, is that you know Rory doesn't hold back. Rory has just a pure honesty about himself. He's very forthright with things if it's good he's very forthright with things if it's bad and I was actually chatting with Christian about it and, and off air and and we were both saying the same thing and he I think he got caught up in the Bryson I got to get an extra 10 yards trick and didn't just let Rory be Rory um, Rory is very good at what he does for a very good reason. And it's because he is Mr. Consistent and he pipes it out there every single time. I mean, these things are arrows. So 
to me, like we've talked about before, some of these guys like Rory Brooks, DJ, I don't see them needing to hit it Bryson Long because they already basically do and they have more control. So why worry adding an extra 10 yards? It's not that much of a difference when you hit the ball as long as you do already. No. Well, on, on that note, that's funny because down at Bay Hill, when Bryson's blowing it over the water on, on six, I think he hit it, what, 376, 370, something of that nature. Rory hits it 361. And, and I mean, uh, if I could hit it 361, I would not be looking for 10 extra yards. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I, 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 don't, that, dis- I don't disagree. I mean, and the guy, for, mo- for most of the, the viewing audience, what people don't realize about a lot of these top end golfers, DJ, different story. Uh, Brooks, different story. But a lot of these guys, they're like 5'10", maybe 5'11", at most. And they're 150 pounds soaking wet. I mean, these guys aren't big guys that hit the ball so long. So, yes, Bryson redeveloped swing speed and and the old school Tiger, I'm just going to be big and bulky and I'm going to hit it past you. But you don't – why? Like, there's no need for that. Like, I, I mean, JT, prime example. Guy wins the tournament. He's guy, guy 150 took, pounds, maybe soaking wet. That guy that guy that took home the hardware is not a big guy. I mean, and he hits it as long and as accurate as as anybody on tour. And uh, and by the way, pound as long as anybody. I, I think without question. And kudos, by the way, to JT. We'll dive into that a little bit more. But you actually found this week, Bryson came out and he's like, "Yeah, I'm putting more of a controlled swing on it because." Sawgrass, you got to keep it in play. So here's here's my take. I think for we when we talked about this after the U.S. Open and him winning the U.S. Open, with him winning the U.S. Open, he can hit it all over planet Earth as long as he keeps it in bounds because he's so far up that he can hack it out with a wedge and still advance the ball to where he still has that advantage regardless of if hitting fairways or not at a place like Sawgrass where there is actual penalty to be had. If you miss in locations, I mean, it's not just a rough that you can hack it out. I mean, you literally will lose a ball. There's mm-hmm. not that opportunity. It, it's, it's very much and Zach Johnson is a, is a, is a prime example. I mean, the guy doesn't hit the ball very long, but when Zach Johnson was back in his prime, not saying that he's obviously not a great golfer because he's still out there, but he's not hitting the ball very long, but he hits it right up the middle and right to the next point and right to the next point. He's very methodical. And that's what that that's the beauty of the game. You don't have to all do it the right the same way. How about how about, how about the guy who finished uh T three with Bryce? Brian Harmon. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I mean Brian, there no no one will confuse Brian Harmon with Bryson DeChambeau as far as distance off the box. So here, okay. So here's my take on, on the leaderboard, and we'll go. We'll dive a little bit more deeper into this, right? Well, before you before you say that, here's okay. one thing I'm going to say. Bob Baldessari, president of and founder of Reimagine Golf, was on. Called JT winning. We flounder every week. We make our couple of our bad picks. He even stole your guy, JT, your guy. So I don't. I'm just want to. I just want to go on record right now. I don't know if, if we're gonna allow Bob back on. I'm feeling bad. 
Listen, all I'm saying is you guys give me crap every week for picking the same four players. And one of those times it cashes and this week it cashed before I even had a chance. Bob stole them from me. I'm Bob. I'm holding that against you. I will be asking for the free round of golf in the 19th hole at your course down there. So that way it can make up for the, the pain and suffering that I will have to endure knowing that I got my guy stolen from me and the free points that was out there to be had. That I, I'm, I'm, you could have you you scooped up some serious points. I, I'm genuinely, I'm, I'm genuinely rattled. I went Webb Simpson and I thought looking on, th on Thursday, Friday, I thought he was right there. And then it just, he just fell off the map and missed the cut. So, Hey, uh, thanks Bob. Yeah. I I'm, I'm rattled Bob to say the least. If you're listening, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm trying to understand how the one week that I don't get a chance to take my guy. I'm the one that ends up losing out on it, right? Like well, that. Ah, all right. Such such is such is life. Now, what what was your what was your astute analysis of the leaderboard? So my astute analysis is this: first of all, I think it's awesome. It didn't end up meaning really much of anything because, well, JT came out and just flat out played the weekend like gangbusters and just dominated everybody. Um, however, we get to see a second week in a row of a Lee Westwood and Bryson DeChambeau final grouping. I, I don't want to say Lee Westwood is completely done in his career, but if you want to talk about a resurgence, if you want to talk about a resurgence of a man's like career, this dude for his age is wow. Lee Westwood constantly knocked for, you know, the, Always in that realm of conversation, best players never to win a major. Lee Westwood has always been a steady, strong ball striker. And I, it's, it's so good for the old guy set here to, to see how well he has been playing over these last, uh, we'll just say, four to six months. Well, I mean, it's impressive. Yeah, because here's the thing. You look at it another step. Like we, I mean, beginning of the year, we talked about who's our who's our picks for the upcomers. And we all we talked about was the new guns on tour. We didn't talk about the old guard. But now the old right. guard is starting to make a comeback and the young guns don't really know what's going on. So right. it'll be interesting to see if you start to see that resurgence of guys like Billy Horschel, Zach Johnson, um, Paul Casey, I mean, he's always up near the top. He's Mr. Consistent, but he five this week. Um, Paul Casey, Ian Poulter, um, guys like that. That uh, no, I didn't say Ian Poulter because I picked them. I'm saying just because no, in but, general. But please tell me you saw the Instagram post with Ian Poulter, Rory McIlroy, Tyler Hat, uh, Terrell Hatton, and um, uh, shoot, who was the other one sitting at the table? Oh, Henrik Stenson. <laughs> And um, he's sitting there and he says something. He, he looks at the phone. And he goes, look at look at the hell at this table. Plus 29. <laughs> I did not see that. You've got to find that on social media. It is hilarious. And he turns the camera and there sits Rory just like he, Rory looked like somebody just beating him like a dog. <laughs> Listen, we'll, we'll get into it because I got a couple of things I do need to I, I do want to share with the listening audience. That I took away from this weekend. Um, but I have, I do have one other comment that I have to bring up that's in regards to that, but uh, in regards to the leaderboard, the other big things to take away, I mean, JT now granted JT, as we mentioned, he's one of the longest ball hitters pound for pound out there. Right. But the guy is, I mean, we even saw him at the U S open a few years ago and 
I mean, this man is precise. He is just well-tuned in everything. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are up here that are not your traditional, like, I'm going to just outdrive everybody like Bryson. I mean, you got Lee Westwood, who still hits it long, but, I mean, he's just Mr. Consistent. Brian Harmon, like you mentioned, Paul Casey didn't take him, but the true man of the North, who I guess is going to be taking over Mike Weir's, you know, top Canadian role of Corey Connors. I mean, that dude has been at the top of the leaderboard now for multiple weeks. So Sawgrass lends itself to be that I'm going to be methodical. I'm going to pick my places and then I'm going to take advantage when I get them. And, and you skipped, you skipped a little bit further down that big log jam at, uh, at, tied for ninth but you got daniel berger uh sergio garcia making a i mean he made a great strong run at one point today and then fell off john rom is right there matthew fitzpatrick looked good until the weekend he kind of you know ran out of steam Your boy and then the, and then the name that i i mentioned i think it was a couple of shows ago jason kokrak watch this guy he is playing some great golf, and he is making a strong, strong bid to be on the Ryder Cup team. I mean, minus five today, he, he he started a little bit slow in comparison to, like, you know, the 60s that were out there with just a, you know, a 70, which, again, I mean, that's, what, two under at, at Sawgrass. So, I mean, that's not by any means an issue. But, no, I mean, you're 100% right. I think – what I what I enjoyed about the players overall this year was there was just a well diverse field. It wasn't like one guy running away with it. I did see, however, a factoid, um, and I believe I want to say Jack also did it, but I don't can't one hundred percent guarantee. I know it was Tiger. I, know, I saw a second name, I just can't remember. But JT now joins uh, Tiger Woods and one other person. I believe it was Jack who has a players a major and the WGC all by the time of 28. And I believe if you're going to look at anybody that you want to be in comparison with, again, I don't know the second guy for sure. So I don't want to say it was for sure, Jack, but I mean, even just Tiger Woods being in comparison with a guy like Tiger, I mean, JT, he's my boy for a reason because that dude is just a flat out player. And that dude knows what he's doing on the course and it shows that he's taken his issues with the game, in my opinion, which when he first came out was his short game. He went to guys like Tiger. He went to the guys that were the veterans on tour and asked them for their help. And he's learned how to hit different shots. And now it's helping him win more and more tournaments. He's going to be winning some majors here. And I think he's going to win a few in a, in a hurry, if it's if you want to be honest. I agree. And you, obviously, everybody likes to look at point to one statistic at Sawgrass, number 17. Mm-hmm. And as you would expect, and number 17, by the way, the golf course came under a little heat. Or was it a little heat or was it the players looking for an excuse? Difficult to say. And you would expect this, but 35 balls in the water. I'm going to throw some stats. 35 balls in the water on Thursday, 13 balls in the water on Friday, eight yesterday front pin placement they were able to throw behind the hole into that hill and and it hopefully would stop and then i saw nine i don't know what the final count was for uh for today but uh 
nine was the last I had saw in that back right pin placement. You would expect that. You would expect a couple of things, back right pin placement. And it did look like that back shelf was if maybe a little firmer, but, uh, and you would also expect the, the ball count to go down as you get the guys that are playing better hitting into 17 over the weekend. But let's talk about, let's, let's dive into Justin, Justin uh, Thomas specifically. His round on Saturday, 64, low round of the tournament. And he just, he leapfrogged. I, I can't remember the exact number, Andrew, but it was like 30-some golfers. I mean, and then he follows he it up with a like, 68. What's that? He was like eight under at one point on like whole yeah, he, Well, he finished I mean, eight under. He finished eight under on Saturday. And that, that, that eagle he made on 11 today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, it was impressive. I so here here's JT when JT's on can control and do anything with the golf ball that he really wants to, and the shot that really, if you're going to ask me, I, obviously the eagle on eleven is huge because it, it it kind of you know um, keeps the, the momentum going and really gets that other jolt you know, but. He's on 18. He's got to make a he's got to make at least a par to really give himself like a close the door situation. To have the confidence to hit the rope hook that he hit on 18. Right. I don't know if you got a chance to see it, but that thing was well out to it was like the old Tiger Stinger that went well wide right and then came back. I mean, this thing almost went in the water because of how much it hooked. But to have just the confidence in your game to know, hey, look, I'm not bailing out. I'm, I'm taking this puppy on, and I'm just going right for it and just ending this. That, to me, is what's just astounding about his game overall. Well, it's funny that you say that because the knock by some in the media is that he doesn't have the ability to close. Mind-boggling to me because the guy's already got a major. He just added the quasi-fifth major now to his – He's constantly a bulldog when it comes to the international events. So I'm 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 a big fan. I know you're a big fan. I mean, kudos again to JT. But uh, he just Uh, he he played. I I don't know how anybody in their right mind can genuinely say that JT is not a closer. I mean, the the those statements, right? And again, we as the outside, you know, media look at everything and say, Hey, look, here's what we would have done. Right. But hindsight is always 2020, first of all. And if you're, if you're a listening audience and you don't understand that concept of hindsight being 2020, then you can't truly judge a tournament, right? He has shots and decisions to make at every single situation throughout that golf course for every single swing that determines where he is and how he's going to play the next shot. And he has, over the course of his career, continued to learn how to best set himself up for success. And I think that, again, learning how to hit those shots, the rope stinger, like on 18, I go back to it. Um, On 11, I mean, he had two phenomenal shots and then obviously closes it with a putt. I mean, this guy doesn't just – maybe wipe the floor like a DJ, but when it's, if I had, if I had, you know, the back nine on a Sunday and there was five guys all tied at the top of the leaderboard, I ain't, 
I ain't taking anybody but JT. I'll tell you right now, if he's on, I'm not, there's no question in my mind. Yep. I agree. Now, the other thing that I did see at Sawgrass. Yes. And again, I know you were busy all weekend because you got to have the actual great weather. We had fake spring, as I alluded to at the beginning of the show. But did you see the misses of some of these guys throughout the weekend that got caught on camera and the nerves that looked like they were starting to show that were out on camera? More importantly than any of them, probably was Bryson today with that duffed tee shot. But then you see Lee Westwood just miss it to planet Earth like wide right. The same, you know, same hole. Did you see some of this? Like they're actually human on tour? Like they're not just robots out there? Well, I I, I did. Uh, I think Bryson, I mean, Bryson, look, you go back to his Saturday round. His Saturday round, he had only 23 putts. I mean, that's not normal, right? But I, what I saw this week was a lot of short, short little little putts. And even JT, I think it was on 13 or 14, missed one. Now, you could see it in the slow-mo. It literally bounced. There was a uh, some kind of mark right there. But uh, um, without question, uh, you would almost think that they had a case of the what? Uh, well, and that's where I was leading right into it. They, it looked like they had a case of the yips. And obviously, we brought it up on our last show. I instantaneously, as soon as I, as soon as I started seeing these, I was like, you know, who needs them in their hand? They need, they need yips in their hand. And folks, for those that didn't get a chance to tune in last time, let me tell you about them. Okay. Yips is the first, is the world's first ever full spectrum CBD supplement. They are now our official CBD and herbal supplement of golf talk live and the 19th hole They are the cure, and never did I ever think that I was going to hear this in my own golf game, but the yips are actually going to be the cure for all of your golf woes on and off the course, leading up to the course, wherever it may be. You need to try yips using our code GTL10. Again, that's GTL10 for 10% off. These things actually work when you're going to the course, you're nervous about your round because you got a big tournament. You got, you know, on the course and you're just sitting there and you just, you know, you're getting the butterflies in your stomach. Use yips to truly calm yourself down. They really work. I cannot begin to describe to you how awesome these things are. Again, use our code GTL10 for 10% off today to make sure you can do that too. So shameless plug, had to do it because it was, it was pretty evident out there this week. Well, they are, they are, let me just echo something you just said there. They are powered by state-of-the-art technology that extracts with zero loss of the plant and the strain profile. They call that the power of Lacey. They're patent pending uh, or their patented uh, system. They are a full total spectrum CBD. And if you want to find them, folks, it's yips, just like it's, you would think, just like the call, Y-I-P-S dot C-O yips.co and as andrew mentioned you're going to hop over there gtl 10 and you want to calm your stroke down you want to restore your natural balance this is a great partner phenomenal phenomenal and i'm looking forward to having my putting woes finally cured that's all i gotta say (laughs) well 
glad we finally were able to find something to help that out. As we get, though, to the end of another phenomenal episode of the 19th hole, we are walking down the fairway almost to the 18th green. It was a quick round this week as, uh, well, there was only two of us because everybody else decided to go play golf somewhere else, apparently, maybe in the simulators, I don't know. However, as always, we had to do our closing thoughts, and uh, I'll lean it over to you first since, obviously, I brought it up. And uh, I get to, because of that, get to have more time to think about what my closing thoughts are. Way to, way to throw me on the spot. Yep. So actually, it's ironic that you mentioned, I have two two mentions here. One of them, you just, uh, nice segue, I appreciate that. Simulators, if you are in the Philadelphia area, this week is our Tournament of Champions. You had to qualify for the Golf Talk Live Winter Tournament Series at Play Around Golf. We're going to be down at Ardmore for our Tournament of Champions. That's when the prize vault opens, and that's when you, you walk out with gifts of plenty. And we're looking forward to being back down there with Steve Graves Sr. and Steve Graves Jr. Also, I want to echo once again our product of the month, which is Kent Wool Socks. You heard me talk about them on the last show. I may never wear a different pair of socks ever again. They are that comfortable. You're going Amazing. to change the socks, though, right? So that we don't have stinky feet at our group, golf group. I just want to make yes. sure. Okay. Yeah, okay. I will change the socks. But one of the cool things about wool is you don't have to worry about odor. Just throwing that out there. I, I haven't gotten a chance to try these things. You you wanted to save them for yourself because you know you have to get all the goodies over there. Me and Chris. Well, that's because I yeah I comment I commandeered them in the prize bowl. Right. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Not going to lie. You say. Whatever yeah. you say. And then the last thing is obviously follow us on social media, Golf Talk Live on all major uh, platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where we are approaching another milestone. But, Andrew, your thoughts going into the week? Uh, my thoughts are congrats to JT. Um, another big-time PGA Tour victory. You will be my pick because I will make sure that I go first this week. So that way I can't get my pick stolen again from Bob. Bob, I'm still rattled about that at the, even at the end of the show here. Um, my other closing thoughts is this guys. Thank you guys all for tuning in. As always, we greatly appreciate all the love and support we do receive. Um, we are, as dad, you did mention, we are approaching another humongous milestone and that's 6,000 followers and counting on Instagram. From literally nothing to almost 6,000 in less than a year is incredible. And we can only appreciate that to our, our good friends and support of all of our listeners. So thank you again. Uh, we do have, as Dad, you did mention, a Twitter and Facebook page. Please be sure to follow us on there, too, as we do do updates throughout those. Um, other one, look forward to chatting with you guys again on Thursday for our Thursday show. Again, the look ahead show for next week's tournament. Um, hopefully Christian or Tony will actually be able to join us and not be playing golf by then. So that way we have some more commentary than just listening to us to ramble on for 45 minutes, but we digress. So we will be putting the flag stick in cause I don't want to keep rambling on too much longer and, uh, go from there. Hey Andrew, hit it long and straight. The beat short and crooked. Absolutely. <laughs>